The Dark Side of Eve, Chapter 16, Time and a Change Previously on The Dark Side of Eve Many people start to move to Venus. Among them are all colleagues from Eve, but also officers who were once part of her training. Eve is very proud that they accept her as a leader and an arbitress. Episode 47 One evening, as she was putting books on the shelves, she looked down to an open box. On top of all the books lay a special one from Earth. Social structure of a society. Eve sat down and looked inside. This was it. That's how they made it before the war. They had special persons with very special skills to integrate people with problems or just foreigners. Humans who were able to listen, who had the patience which could solve problems in an individual way and who were friendly and reliable. Was there a person like this on Venus? No. Was there a person on Zilan? No. Would she find a person like this in the Federation? No. Well, perhaps. During the time Eve was in her library, something special took place in her home on Zilan. The children were asleep as the housekeeper announced a late guest to John, Farah. John was shocked. He offered her a seat in the living room and tried to be as friendly and brave as possible. She sat down and looked around. It was obvious John had worked on his desk. Then she turned her face to him and said in an arrogant way, Don't you have a glass of wine? Sure. Just a moment, he said, got up quick and grasped a bottle that was standing on the little bar. He found the corkscrew, but he was too nervous to open the wine. The housekeeper came and took over. She also brought two glasses. Nice to meet you, he said as the housewoman had left them. Don't lie to me. I know you don't want to see me, but I want to look after the children. How nice, John said with a rasping voice. Farah talked with John about an hour. She did not ask anything special. She was not unfair, and in the end, John asked himself what she wanted. The next evening, as he spoke to Eve, he was as controlled in his voice and behavior that she directly noticed that something was wrong. Even if she wasn't able to read his thoughts through the distance, she felt that something had happened, and he was afraid of that. She asked, but he said nothing. She asked again, and then he lost his self-reliance. With fear in his voice, he mentioned the visit of Farah and told Eve how frightened he was. I was so afraid she would take away the children, he said, and his voice was now filled with pain and black despair. Eve understood well, but she also found no reason for this visit. She promised him to work quicker so he could move earlier. Nevertheless, she thought it would be a possible scenario. Farah was a dangerous and incalculable person. The first year was over as Eve moved completely to her wing. Everywhere was a thick and cozy floor. The rooms were lighted and all around she had windows to the garden. There was a terrace but also a green area with flowers and grass. For her privacy a high hedge surrounded it. Normally it was an open area but for the arbitress and her family they made it special. 
Another thing that was nearly ready was the school. Eve was so happy about this. Now her children could move over soon. Other departments were in a good shape too. The hospital was built up new and Gordon had found a lot of trained doctors and nice and friendly nurses. Educated and trained staff everywhere. Another part of the palace was now ready too. A hotel. Well, sort of. Eve wasn't expecting guests, but together with the architects she had planned a building that could have been used for guests, traveling citizens of the Federation, but also for arbitresses. This wasn't Eve's idea. It was an order from Zilan. To be exactly, Farah had ordered to build fifty-five suites for the comfort of arbitresses. Fifty-five suites. No reason, no discussion, just an order. Eve had to build them now during all the other renovations, but she was allowed to furnish them later. Whatever Farah planned, she didn't tell Eve, and Eve wasn't speculating. She knew Farah already, and as she knew, there was a reason. One day she would understand. Why Venus? Eve didn't know. Venus was at the side of the Federation, so it couldn't be used for a meeting. Could it? Eve made the architects build the hotel, but also a hunger for 55 chefs. This was so monstrous that Eve ordered fold-out walls to cover this place during the normal fluctuation of ships. It wasn't even possible to get enough air to breathe into this hall, or warmth, or light, or... or This area had to be closed till the day Farah would use it. Would this ever happen? Again, Eve didn't know, but again she had no possibility to argue or even ask. Eve looked at her plans. Did other arbitresses had to do this too? And would they follow the order without critics? Was it possible to integrate a hall like this in every planet? Well, Eve had too much to do to think about this for a longer time. She did what Zilan had ordered and finished the story. But let us come back to the daily efforts on Venus. In the kitchen area Sam had taught his cooks already a lot and for the army Martin Donovan from the military academy was now able to upgrade the first pilots to lieutenants. He had designed a special ceremony for that. It was a step, a change in the life of the young pilots, and he wished to make it serious and honor them for their good work during their education and training. He made them all stand inside the large hunger. Each one had to step forward in turn and was told in person where he would work from now on. Between them was a young man called Jack Sullivan. During his entire training he was extremely good. He had the quickest reflexes. He was able to decide and find his way. He was the best of them all, but he was not a person to step in front. He was shy. Jack grew up in an orphan home. Nobody knew where his parents left. After school, he thought it would be good for him to live again in a closed community. That brought him to the army and to the pilots. This morning he was the last to get a new job. Among the young pilots it was an honor to fly a jet. They were fast and just the best were allowed to pilot them. It was a cool job. The coolest pilots flew jets was a saying.
Jack registered for the Jets, and he knew he was one of the best. Nevertheless, he was nervous. He did not know that Matakela had an eye on him. During all the training he was never a daredevil. He was quick as nobody else, but he was concentrated and cautious. Matakele recommended him to Eve as her private pilot for her personal Linda. Just the best for the arbitress, he said and smiled. Well, sort of. And then it happened. Martin had made a list, and now he told every soldier where he had to work from now on. Jack Sullivan to the transport department, Martin Donovan said. Jack was shocked, near despair. A moment later his face got pale. What went wrong? Why did he fail? One of the other lieutenants made fun of him. The transport department was not cool for young men. Transporters were slow, flew just from one planet to the next, delivering things. No special skills were needed. Everybody left the hunger except Jack. He stood there still, shocked, as Martin joined him. I can imagine what you are thinking, but you are wrong. Go to Hunger 5 and meet Captain Bradford. Jack nodded and walked away. The young man did not know what the Linda was about. It was not part of the training. It was special, and the pilots on the ship of the Arbitress were always trained separate. The Linda was in the category of transport because it was no war machine like the jets. Jack went on the ship without noticing which one it was. Music